aware of the of the go home song that they play in China? No. Okay, so there's a there's a set of markets or whatever, and um, when the market closes, they play this one song over the PA system, and it's a Kenny G song. <laughs> Is it the most famous Kenny G song? No, it's not. It's some. It's a, it's a song that's not known to Americans really, but everybody in China. When they hear this song, they know that the market is closing, and that's the that's the go home song. So everybody starts packing up all their shit, or they start finishing up all their purchases, and they go home. Specifically, when they play this one Kenny G song, and I forget what it's called. It's a but cover he did of that. Is it Super Sonic song? Closing, closing time. time. <laughs> it is. It is a closing. <laughs> it is a is a cover of Super Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> So, li- listeners, that wasn't the smooth sounds of Kenny G. It was a very good impression done by one Chad Wago. Yeah. It, was, it was a very good impression of an instrument that most of us are not familiar with. <laughs> the soprano? Yeah. Wait, wait, the soprano? Soprano sax- saxophone. Yeah. But uh, Chinese listeners, don't turn off this podcast. It is not over. <laughs> you you, you can listen song. to it at home, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to kind of find a song. <laughs> We should play it at the end of the episode. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll play it later. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, this is a this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is a podcast about Lost. Yeah, this is what's up with that, bro. We're watching Lost uh, in reverse order. In the last episode to the first episode. Always, we like to say here we have to go backwards with Chad Wago. He's never seen Lost before. Not until we started recording this podcast. Not this particular one, but I mean the very first episode of this podcast thank you david k jones i don't know why i always try and come up with something new because i'm not very good at it (laughs) throwing it to you aj nieves hey welcome everybody again to the pod this week we are watching lost season three episode eight flashes before your eyes the general synopsis is uh hurley enlists charlie to help him get the truth out of desmond (laughs) there's a lot more that goes on at that that synopsis is very misleading, yeah. but it's a one-sentence synopsis, so I'll go with this that. This is one of those interesting episodes where there is no B-plot. Yeah. I was kind of, I was fine with that. I felt like the pacing of this one was fine. It was good. Like, mm-hmm. not fine, but... It was like, strong. Yeah, it was a strong episode. Like, I didn't feel bored at any real point of it. Like, I wish that there were more episodes with no B-plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the last one we saw was the... Uh... The one that was the uh, origin story of Richard Alpert, probably. Oh, was it that long? I don't know. I can't think of another one. Yeah, I it could be. Yeah. Yeah, Happy Eternal was like in season six. Six, yeah, it was one of the last episodes. Yeah, yeah, I that was an episode I totally fell asleep. For. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this one was riveting. I didn't. I I liked it. Uh, how did you guys feel about this one overall? Uh, I thought it, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, I, it raised some interesting questions about the nature of time in the Lost universe. Mm. Like what? Like, uh, how is it that uh, uh, other people knew that uh, he was time-traveling, like uh, Eloise? Oh, yeah. Or was she just a manifestation of uh, his subconscious trying to get him to do the thing that he knew that he was supposed to do? Okay, I got a couple of possible ideas as to how this whole went down. So <laughs> I think one way that we, we could read it, we've seen everything, so we have a very different vantage point. One way we could read it is that, because this was a this was a very, I think this was a very head-scratchy episode 
for the time. We we know what's going on already, so we're kind of good. But I think at the time, people were kind of wondering, because up until this point, you see all these flashbacks. It, it's always, we're learning more about these characters. But we've never seen an episode... Oh, well, actually, we've seen we've seen one more with with Desmond. Well, we never seen Desmond flashback, and he's able to recall his time on the island. So that was kind of a fun jump in. But one thing, as far as that Eloise stuff, it, I remember at the time there was a lot of theories that this was um, like the island. People were considering the island to be sentient, or mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. trying to reach out to protect itself, and right. by by to protect itself, it had to implant these false memories into uh, Desmond's mind mm. of this of this woman. Yeah, and the Sentient so, Island thing, it doesn't help that Locke insists on, that the island is killing people. Yeah. Like Echo. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's all kind of there, up for interpretation, yeah. of course. But they kind of leave some of those pieces if you want to draw those conclusions. I don't know. I have a, I have a general idea as to, like, Eloise was on that island when she was a kid, right? They, we flash mm-hmm. back to, like, the 60s or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's still there. And also... Um, and then later on, the um, uh, uh, Dharma Initiative arrives, but they were there for a while doing all these freaky deaky experiments, and we get like different people like Miles and um, Desmond that have these abilities, right? So I was wondering, like, maybe somehow the Dharma Initiative did something to Eloise, and now she has the ability to become unstuck in time, kind of like Desmond. I don't know if that's that's a thing. Yeah, and she has to if. This is a f- actual flashback of him going back and re-experiencing all these things. Then, if he ran into her and she knows all this stuff, she had a step some sort of similar thing to Desmond, where she yeah she's unstuck in time and she knows what the timeline's supposed to be, and she even does that thing where she takes him outside for chestnuts, and they point out the she points out the guy with the red shoes, and then he gets killed by a bunch of bricks falling on him, and how she could have stopped it, but then tomorrow will get hit by a bus or whatever. Which is kind of the same thing that which is the same thing that Desmond's going through with the flashes of Charlie. Mm-hmm. It's so. a final destination. Yeah, yeah. Or as I would have hoped that this episode would have been called, <laughs> final destination. <laughs> oh shit! That is fantastic. Uh, I would totally be down for a, a title like that. It, yeah, this episode I, seems like they subscribe to the concept of fatalism, right? Where it's just mm-hmm. like it's it, it's. Whatever is is it, it 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 whatever is is kind of thing. I get it's weird though that that uh, Eloise she tells him, hey, you know, I I could have stopped that dude from getting crushed by those bricks, but he's gonna die anyways because the universe is gonna of course correct. But she she is going out of her way to tell Desmond all this stuff so he doesn't try to, to try to buy the ring and propose to Penny and all that stuff. But it's like uh, if she really believed what she was saying, then she wouldn't have done anything. Because oh, she would have just yeah. been like, oh, all right. Yeah, the universe will take care of it. <laughs> You'll be on that island yeah. eventually. Good luck with the wedding preparation. <laughs> and then just sells them a ring. Yeah. My real question about Eloise Hawking's role in this episode is why is she working in a jewelry shop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, I think, some sort of physicist type person, or at least working for, you know, Widmore or the uh, Dharma Initiative or whatever. She's in the, in the lighthouse or the, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, street lamp, the lamp, the lamp, and then lamp post station. She, she was that down there, right? Uh, is that the that's the one that was under the church? Yeah, right, right. But I mean, she, did she just work in a jewelry store on her regular time, <laughs> or does she know that Desmond has to go there to buy a ring? Like, why does that? If she was unstuck uh, in time, yeah. then maybe she f- knew that Desmond was going to be going there that day. Ah, so 
I don't know that she'd necessarily work there. It's entirely possible that uh, she murdered the actual... Maybe not murdered. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, knocked unconscious or kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. The person who was supposed to be there. Yeah, Yeah. or sent them, like, on a nice trip somewhere. (laughs) But that's, like, that's, that's positing that Eloise Hawking isn't isn't someone that's going to go through yeah. extreme means like, you know, maybe raise a son to die. Yeah. So she can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about fatalism for like a second. Um, and I wasn't sure if I was, if I was, if I had correctly stated what it was, but basically a general definition of fatalism is it's a full, well, fatalism is a philosophical doctrine that stresses the subjugation of all events or actions to destiny. Now everybody's sleeping. Is everybody sleeping <laughs> for all our listeners? But basically, the view the view that predestined to sleep they were the the view that we are powerless to do anything other than what we are what we actually do. So um, included in this is that humans have no power to influence the future or indeed their own. Oh, excuse me, or indeed their own actions. The belief is very similar to predeterminism. So that's I guess it's the general. What's the difference between that and predeterminism? (laughs) That's a good question. I feel like it's a very fine line. Yeah, there's probably going to be some weird... Yeah. Well, um, I guess we can even just touch on it. <laughs> predeterminism is the idea that all events are determined in advance. Predeterminism is the philosophy that all events in history, past, present, and future, have already been decided or already known, i.e. God, fate, or some other force, including human actions. So it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. It sounds exactly it's the same. describing the same thing with like slightly different words. Well, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It seems like fatalism seems a little bit more bleak or glib because they use the terms powerless. Like you're powerless to do anything. Why are you powerless to do anything in predeterminism? Either? Oh, so predeterminism is a slightly more cheerful thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, everything's already been decided, so I just won't go with it. Whereas a fatalist is like, everything's already been decided. <laughs> doesn't matter what <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that seems exactly right. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other question that I have is, how many times has this happened? That's a good question. The fact that uh, the universe was just like, no, no, that's not how this is supposed to happen. It's like, did it only happen the one time before? Did it happen multiple times? Is this like an infinite loop that Desmond is living out? Also, if this happened when he pushed the button, so. Goes and he lives his life, and then gets over to the island, gets uh, put in the hatch, and then he's the one that's in charge of pushing the button, and then when he finally turns the key, he's like, zoop, 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 and now you're back to uh, that point in the past. But it's like, he knows what's going to happen after he gets out of the hatch. Yeah, so he has a view towards the past, but also a view towards the future now? Like, he has the ability to see flashes or glimpses of the future? And I guess that's all just attributed to whatever bullshit was in the... Because um... we get that one scene um, in, a, in a future season where, um, where we have Locke and Ben. They're in that, they're in that room and uh, uh, Locke is watching a video by Marvin Candle. And the video starts talking about exotic matter and all the things that are, are on the island. So I would imagine that all that stuff, which kind of ties into time travel, probably would... Would help him get unstuck in time, even though it does come in the form of flashes, and it's not like uh, something that he can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, another question: uh, How does uh, his time travel thing affect electromagnetism? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are these things tied together? 
That is a good-ass yeah. question. Everyone else well, only has one power, right? Yeah. yeah. Or no powers. Yeah. <laughs> Desmond <laughs> got two. <laughs> you can see the flashes and... And, like, argue... Well, yeah, I guess it's just the two. I was going to say three because unless, you can go forward like, and backwards. Unless, the... Uh, unless he develops the anti-electromagnetism powers because he no longer sees the future? That... See, because he stopped getting the flashes, right? Yeah. In uh, the last season. That's right. Yeah, I mean, after Charlie died, I don't think it happens again. I think it's just related to Charlie. Oh, oh so he couldn't actually see the future. He could only see Charlie's death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's a shitty <laughs> superpower. That is. You can only see the death of one of your friends. Yeah, it's like, hey, you can see the future, but it's only the future of this one person. And when I say the future, I mean the end. Yeah, because like... <laughs> We could we could talk about this like there are other people that are part of that camp that die along the way yeah. before Charlie finally bites it right and maybe he is getting flashes about those people but he's finally <laughs> jumped in on the in the LOE's bandwagon of like you know there's nothing I can do I can right. stop this person from getting shot but then you know Hurley would have ran him over with a yeah man. why didn't he stop like the expose episode from meaning its conclusion, right? <laughs> Couldn't he have like gotten Nikki and Paulo out of that that jam if he was getting all flashes for everybody? But I guess not. Yeah, just important it, people. It could be that uh, he he was getting flashes about everyone, but he had been resigned until it was like, no, not Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's my boy. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the uh, they're both Scottish. I think Charlie's just English. Oh, Charlie's just English. Okay. So, I mean, like, they've got the United Kingdom, I guess. Yeah. Mm. They, they know all the, the drinking songs. Mm-hmm. About <laughs> uh, one-legged women with a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You guys ever do drinking songs? I don't think I know any. I don't think I know any either. Like, yeah, it's, it's... I don't really like coordinated drinking to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan. Like, I, I don't like uh, drinking games. That's too much. Yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had too much experience with that. I so. think the only coordinated drinking that I've ever really enjoyed is uh, one of my friends uh, taught me. Uh, have you have you ever had a bear fight? No. Okay, so what a bear fight is is you are going to get a Jaeger bomb and okay. an Irish car bomb, <laughs> and you slam both of them one after the other, Whoa. and then you slam the last glass on the table and say, "And then there was a bear fight." <laughs> that's amazing i would totally do that see that sounds like a fun coordinated thing if i have to sing and i can't sing for beans and if i'm drunk and whatever i guess that's just that i would imagine do i guess do america do we as americans have a lot of drinking songs or is that like i song? think we more like drinking games than songs yeah, yeah. so like drinking so songs competitive like that <laughs> yeah yeah i guess that's true mm-hmm so I guess like without... Yeah, we're not about getting along with each other and singing songs. <laughs> Trying to win Fuck at being that. the best yeah. drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is the best, most coordinated, game-winning drunk? <laughs> Though I do want to learn the drinking song game from uh, Shanghai Noon with Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson in the bathtub. Whatever that was thing I... that they were doing was. Re- refresh my memory <laughs> about this scene. I don't remember. They're, they're in a uh, brothel and taking baths next to each other. And then they start drinking, and then it cuts to them being really drunk, doing some game where I think they're doing, like, bunny ears, and then doing something else, like, really fast until one of them screws up, and then they have to drink. Well, weird. I need to rewatch it, figure out what's going on. Is it just, like, a drinking version of that, imp- uh, that improv warm-up, <laughs> where it's just, you do a series of actions, and then you have to 
have the other guy do a series of actions? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Right. You ever, what's your favorite drinking game? Um, it's not a game, but like Power Hours. I used to do those when I was when I was a young man. Power Hour. So you yeah. just like you just get a bunch of booze for cheap or something? No, you never done a Power Hour? No, I'll have to do one one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm yeah. so like. Yeah, but, you yeah. should explain it to him. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, every minute you take a shot of beer for a whole hour. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it comes out to like fun. four beers. Oh, okay. Really? Only four? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying yeah, that that's a little bit. It's supposed to be more than that, but yeah, like... it feels like it... Around 35 minutes, your shots start getting smaller. If you're oh, pouring okay. your own shots. <laughs> <laughs> or they get way bigger. Yeah. That's, that's a One lot. or the other. That's great. But I almost always throw up foam at some point. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, because that, that's a lot of beer. Yeah. yeah. Favorite drink again? Uh, I don't have any. I don't like drinking games. <laughs> no, that's right. We established this. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, more than like two minutes ago. Yeah, no, I, I don't care for drinking games. I have played Edward 40 hands, so. though. Wait, what is this? Uh, that's the one where uh, you get a 40 in each hand, and then it's duct taped to your hand. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and then until you finish drinking it, you're not allowed to take it off. Holy shit. What if you have to like piss or shit or something? You, you, you can either pants. piss yourself, <laughs> or uh, if you're me... <laughs> you figured out how to manipulate your pants and your underwear <laughs> such a way where you can pull your dick out enough to pee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's so yeah. great. Or you just prep beforehand and wear loose shorts. Yeah, that's what I did. kind of like preposition everything. <laughs> that is awesome. I was wearing loose sh- uh, and I was wearing <laughs> basketball shorts and boxers. Yeah. So I could just use the bottle to like move <laughs> all the clothes out of the way of my dick. Uh, can you use the bottle to manipulate your member and just like, well, I got to point this you somewhere. You got to stick it back in your mouth, though, the bottle. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. You think anyone's started playing Edward 40 Hands and like gave up and is just living with 40s taped to his hands? <laughs> He just goes curse this uh, mallet, like curse this. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Malt liquor. Yeah, curse it. Curse this malt liquor. <laughs> oh my god! You don't even have to get like a, a traditional malt liquor forties. Like I, I did mine with the uh, Miller Lite. Ah, nice. Because I was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> if, if I fucking try and do this with old English, I'm gonna die. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is so great. I remember. I oh. want to see that's guys with issues episode one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just Miller Lights taped to your hands. Yeah. No, but it, it, it's me, Russell, uh, James, and uh, one of the strippers at 939. We were playing Edward 40 Hands. Nice. While you were recording? I must have missed yes. that one. It was inordinately long. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody could hit the stop button on the recorder. Not only no one hit the stop button, but it's just like, well, we're just going to keep recording until everyone either uh, taps out or finishes. That's so funny. I, I remember... Um, Playing that game Buzz. You guys remember that game Buzz? How how it works? No. no. Okay. So it's, it's supposedly supposed to be a drinking game where you count out and then you just go in a circle with a bunch of friends and then um, as soon as you get to the number seven or multiples of seven, then you say Buzz and the order reverses. So if we're going this way and somebody says mm-hmm. Buzz and it comes back this way, so it was like I think it was like uh, the number seven multiples of seven double numbers like eleven, twenty two, and then if you don't say, you have to take a drink. I didn't know this because, like, I, I grew up, like, super religious. And, like, we would play that game, like, at our, like, religious 
gatherings or whatever. Yeah. And so, what like, would happen if uh, you didn't see Buzz? Uh, we would like do it at the beach, so somebody would have to like go and splash somebody with water. Yeah. But I didn't know. Oh, it was okay, a... I thought it was just like God's ashamed of you now. <laughs> yeah, God, God hates you now. You didn't, you didn't say seven. You said you didn't say Buzz. You said seven. No, but I remember. Um, I, I remember that like I didn't know it was a drinking game. So like uh, I think uh, at the time, but. At some point in time, like, uh, my wife was teaching at some school or something like that, and they needed games for the kids. (laughs) So, I was like, oh, you should play Buzz. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a fun game. So, like, they're teaching all these kids how to play Buzz. And, like, um, throughout the class, like, the the main teacher tells my wife, like, it's not a drinking game. I was like, nope, it's a fun church game that we do with all of our church people. And just... So a bunch of kids going like, one, two, three, five, six, buzz. And then just like, they're switching back around. Like, we should do this with other things. Yeah, I think there's a lot of drinking games. You just take the drinking out of them. It's just a <laughs> child's game. It's just a fun game. Oh, yeah. now I remember what my favorite drinking game was. Goldeneye. Oh, <laughs> is this, does this involve golden guns at any point? He's just talking about the game Goldeneye? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and you take a shot every time you win a game. What? Oh. That sounds like fun. I think that's fair, because then it's not just the one guy who's really good at it beating everybody all night long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the one guy who's really good at it uh, ends up getting so drunk that he can't be as good at it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it equalizes everything. I want to see somebody that's so good at that game that their coordination is barely affected by like all your muscle memory of like, run here, this map goes like this, yeah. I, I take out my guns this way. Well, at a, at a certain point, even if like you're, the muscle memory in your hands is great, like your eyes aren't going to focus. <laughs> or yeah. they're going to be closed. Yeah. yeah, You're staring at someone else's screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, like, at the wall. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate playing with uh, certain friends of mine because, like, um, they used to be really good at looking at multiple screens. Like, because you know how back in the day, before, like, the magic that is, like, online gameplay, yeah. you used to, like, have to do split screens with, like, at your friend's house. Mm-hmm. So, like, there'd be, like, four players and then you'd have four screens. And you'd and- be like, stop looking at my screen. Stop looking at my screen. <laughs> yeah. Stop cheating. Yeah. I used to have, like, friends that knew exactly where I was on any given map and they're just coming, like, shotgun me in the face. And I'm like, what? How did you know where I was? I was hiding so politely behind this rock. Waiting for someone to come so I could just, you know, ambush them with a shotgun. Yeah. If you play the game enough, you could just have to glance at the screen for a second to be able to tell where someone is. Like, at least true. the room they're in or whatever. Yeah, one of, one of the first steps in getting good at uh, any uh, game uh, or any uh, first-person shooter game is to memorize the levels. See, that's what I, like, for some reason that didn't occur to me, like, in my weird brain. So I was just like, my friend is some kind of magic man. He knows exactly where I am on the map just by staring at my screen for a split second. But yeah, was, there's a certain crazy. gulf of like uh, skill at things mm. where it starts to seem like magic or cheating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it's something where that like is just they they're so good at it, they know those things. Like, uh, there are games where it's like you can like hear footsteps mm. of people, and you can tell how far away they are. You can hear a, like Jesus. a footstep and a door opening, and you can time your rocket shot <laughs> so that it's gonna go and hit right as the person's going through the door, or even like before they walk through the door, they're gonna just end up walking into the rocket. Jesus, that's crazy. I'm, I'm not at that level. I'm at the level of the person who walks into the rocket and be like, "How did they know it was there?" <laughs> Yeah, like, I think mine's is just me helping other people rack up kills. Like, it's just my screen always says, dead, you died, you died again. You died this one time, one more time. I do miss split screen play. I know. 
Yeah, it feels like you just can't get that anymore. Because I, I always wonder, like, if if you if you could like you just play on one TV, but they don't even have that anymore, no. right? Like they're just like, no, you go back to your house and we'll play. Yeah, some <laughs> games will have like two player split screen, yeah. mm. but four is very rare yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Like I used to, it was weird because. We have the TVs we have now, but back then, like, maybe at the biggest, you'd get, like, a 27-inch TV, right. and it was, like, the old, you know, square-shaped TV, mm-hmm. so you'd have to get your little sliver or whatever the hell. If, if your friend's parents were rich, they had, like, a 42. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you get, like, those projection TVs where you have to sit at just the right <laughs> angle mm-hmm. so that you don't, like, so that you could see the TV, because if you stand up, it's too bright. If you, like, go yeah. lower, it's too dark. It's one of those. I remember um, playing, like... Um, Tetris Sphere with a bunch of friends and it was like a four player game where you played Tetris but like um, it was it was uh, like it's hard to manipulate all your Tetris pieces when you have this little tiny sliver square thing you're like what the fuck am I looking at (laughs) like imagine I'm I'm gonna have to like sit right up on this screen and Tetris my life away oh one of the other things uh, uh, that happens in the episode that I wanted to talk about because uh, this is a lost podcast. <laughs> uh, when Desmond like goes back to the future, I guess, uh, and then he's like standing by the pit of all the dead bodies, and then he's like, "Oh no, oh no, I'll fix it. I swear, I'll do it different next time." And then like he flashes back to something. And it's like, how did he flash this time? Like he's not turning a key or oh. pushing a button. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are just memories. It's hard to tell when he's having memories like regular flashback episodes mm-hmm. versus him flashing back to being in the, his body at a previous time. Jesus, that's <laughs> oh, so. So I might see the pit of bodies in an episode that I have not seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and naked. Naked uh, Desmond. Yeah. yeah. See... That was that was also something that I was like, wait, what? What? Why? Uh, he is running through some tall ass grass nah. naked. Yeah. See, that was kind of it's fun. like there's no pokies on that island. <laughs> <laughs> there's no pokies on that island. I, I loved it. Um, it just it seemed fun because we hear from Eloise and a bunch of other people and whatever dialogue that he's he's had to push a button for so many years or whatever, and now he's out of that hatch. And he appears naked. Um, doesn't that come back later? Don't we see that in a future season, like six or something, where he's also naked? Like he's also been flashed some more again? Maybe not. Maybe I don't I'm think he was naked. Not naked. Uh, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, but if this is something that's hap- that will happen in a previous episode, um, then we'll see that. And, you know, so yeah. you might have seen that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But the idea of him being naked is kind of interesting because yeah it is <laughs> i mean you can't time travel naked right that's why uh, yeah, terminator, terminator always shows up and has to steal clothes from people yeah yeah well there you go uh i'm thinking like our, our last our last season um we we had jacob and his brother uh where jacob threw him into that light and that's how he became the smoke monster or whatever right. but he appeared somewhere else on the island right so i'm guessing that's the same thing or something similar is happening to to uh, Desmond in, in this episode where he uh, just maybe he was transported or maybe there was some kind of weird glitch time skip time and space thing where he ended up just you know a few feet to the whatever wherever that thing was um, wherever that hole in the ground was yeah. yeah or if that wasn't something from a previous episode 
that I haven't seen yet. What if that's from uh, when they set off the nuke? No, he wasn't in the 70s. No. No, but I, like but I that. guess that hole is probably still there. Oh, yeah. yeah, and the bodies were not fresh. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll either see it or we won't. And then, yeah. But yeah, he's uh, speaking of Naked Desmond. That's where you start talking about him getting more clothed. He, he comes home from the bar after uh, after finding out from uh, the Widmore that he, he doesn't have his blessing to get married to Penny and opens up the door and his shirt's unbuttoned down to his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that sometimes in England at night because yeah. it's that warm. Yeah, they just go like, you know what, I'm not going to take off this shirt. Uh, I just want to unbutton it to the last button and just keep it going that way. Yeah, it's, Desmond, that's just how Desmond rolls. It's not, it's not an <laughs> island thing. Yeah, it's just his life. Desmond in his regular day-to-day life is one is one where he just unbuttons most of his buttons. <laughs> and he's just not wearing much. Speaking about Desmond back on back in the, the United Kingdom, do we so we get this whole in in the in the flashback story, um, we get this whole kind of self-aware thing where I guess or these flashes or the flashings of, of Desmond's life is showing him or he's you know reliving these moments but he also relives a moment where well maybe this is you know this is another thing too because um he goes and speaks to apparently someone that's his best friend and also a physicist yeah which is so clunky that that little <laughs> line because they they got to get you in there because like yeah. fuck whoever that guy was it, we just need to get to the scene of, of the cricket ball yeah and all that stuff yeah okay so the guy guy he just goes like there's a there's a piece of dialogue I wrote it down because it's so out of place or weird sounding. It's just Desmond telling the guy across from him like, forget that you're my best friend, and uh, focus on the fact that you're a physicist. <laughs> Is time travel possible or something like that? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, come, really? That's our that's our <laughs> end to this guy who we never see again yeah. after this. Like just some random physicist. <laughs> um, and I guess this is before. Uh, the other physicist comes into the into the into the picture. Yeah, yeah it's weird because later on, when he, uh, you know, the next time that he's stuck unstuck in time and he needs to find a physicist, he goes after Faraday. Yeah, he doesn't go I for think, his best yeah. friend in the world, <laughs> who is also a physicist. Yeah. Well, I think he has. I think Faraday tells him to find him, but still, he, he could have called his friend that's a physicist. But hey, do you know this Faraday guy? Yeah, there's that not that w- many physicists <laughs> on this island, right? Yeah, yeah, especially not in England, right? Because yeah. wasn't uh, Faraday in England? Yeah, he's at Oxford. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. All right, well, that's that's where that <laughs> whole thing went. Um, the beginning of the episode looked like there was going to be a B-plot, uh, which was uh, reading... Um, Sawyer Stash. Sawyer Stash. Oh, yeah. One line that uh, I wrote down... Uh, as they were emptying out his stash, was a shocking amount of pornography. <laughs> Four magazines. How much pornography would it take to shock you? <laughs> I think printed, like, actual physical media. Just seeing any at all would shock you? <laughs> yeah. At this point. Okay, yeah. okay. But this show was back in, like, what, 2007? Yeah. 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 This one aired on Valentine's Day, 2007, February 14th. Oh, okay. But yeah, so in 2007, how much pornography would it take to shock you? Oh. 11 years ago. Um, it, Picture yourself as, <laughs> as a young, innocent 23-year-old uh, I w- Yeah, I would say, I would say, like, 
maybe two crates worth. <laughs> that, that's I don't know why yeah. that that amount, but I would just be like, that's a lot of porn. But I, I would still feel within my sense, like, I'm stuck on this island. Two cranes are not going to be enough. <laughs> like, I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get so bored by staring at the same pair of titties. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, yeah, two, two like, regular packing boxes worth. Yeah. That feels like a shocking amount, but it, I really feel like it's more shocking when it's, like, really well organized or very, very specific. Oh, man, yeah. If, if it's, like... You see, it's indexed like uh, <laughs> alphabetical order or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. I think even that the alphabetical order thing—that's like an OCD thing. Versus if it's like ranked by someone's <laughs> preferences. But how would you know that 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 it's actually ranked? He would have like a piece of cardboard yeah. to separate all the it's magazines. Like a comic book shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so, it might just be a random order. Yeah. Yeah, one would just be called like. Orgasmo jams or something. <laughs> Two thousand seven. Who knows? <laughs> uh, fucky jams. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Also in uh, two thousand and seven, uh, a terabyte would have astounded me. Oh shit! That is a lot of yeah. porn to me even today. Well, maybe not so much because yeah, I feel like that, I that's doable. Yeah, yeah. I've, I feel like I've got at least like six or seven hundred gigs. <laughs> yeah. See, that's great. Like you just. And like a full terabyte, all every every bang bus episode uh, on that island, I'd be set. <laughs> It'd be great. Now that's what I used to do. Uh, my my bank's credit card that they give me, uh, <laughs> it uh, expires. It used to expire on a yearly basis. Right. So what I would do is it would expire every November. So every October, <laughs> I would sign up for a porn site. <laughs> And then I would just download as much as I can over the course of that month. Yeah. That and is... then the next month, I don't have to worry about canceling my membership. You can't bill me. Cards expired. <laughs> that is genius. That is like that is very that is fantastic. I yeah. wish I knew that. I wish I knew to do that. I wasn't I wasn't that aware. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just step into this yeah. little you know liquor store and buy me some porn. It's actually a thing that I'm doing right now with a with a website called ChinesePod.com where they have a, a whole bunch of Chinese. Uh, language lessons. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, where, where is this going, David? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, but I got a, a free two-week trial, and I've just I've downloaded like 16 gigabytes worth of lessons so far. Damn, that's awesome. It's a lot of Chinese yeah. lessons. Yeah, I, I gotta learn that Chinese. So you hear them speak phonetically, right? Like when they're when they're going through the lessons. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how else we you. Speak, I mean, that's what how <laughs> listening to things works. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, all right. Wait, so you you hear the point that I'm trying to make is like, do, do you hear like, is there a lot of like, you know, like how when when we speak in English and you get like dry mouth and you can hear all the the sna- the clicking and the yeah, our clack. listeners are very familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you hear that in the lessons? Like, do they sound like they they're parched? Like they need some water? No, I don't know why. why my mind... think that's how Chinese people sound. I don't know. I have no idea. Also, I, I these, these these people are professionals. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I don't know why that's the part that bothers that like, that's on my mind. Like they're probably in a sound booth with a pitcher yeah. of water next to them. Oh, that that's perfect. That makes perfect sense. I don't know what the fuck is going on it's up here. Of, they they record. It's a podcast that they record like every other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're familiar with this. 
I, I wish that there was something that I knew enough about <laughs> where I, I was like, I would like, a por- I would like a podcast where I teach people about things. Ah, that's great. But I don't know a lot of things. You know more than most people. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a pretty shocking amount of things yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a podcast yeah. right there. It's just, it's called, like, you have a, an expert on every week, and then it'll just be them informing you on things. Yeah, you don't they know. just teach you about stuff. I would like, I would like that show. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. And I would call it Chad Don't Know Shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh. or if, uh, uh, you know, it's going to have trouble getting past the censors, Chad Don't Know It. <laughs> ah. Or Chad Don't Know Ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, it is fine. Yeah. It is, is I, I feel like uh, Chad don't know shit and Chad don't know it is like it's close enough where it's like people know what I mean. That's yeah. great. And you can just say it on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, listeners, if, uh, whichever one you like better, tweet at us with a hashtag Chad don't know shit or hashtag <laughs> Chad don't, don't know, know it. it. Uh, oh, that's great. Oh, my God. I think. I think we're also finding out that I'm just some kind of crazy person. <laughs> were, were you were you thinking that like the dry mouth sounds is going to change the way that David learns Chinese? <laughs> like he's going to try and imitate dry mouth while he's speaking. It's like though David would be like, "Oh, all right, well, uh, I have to speak correctly, and that means fully parched. Just like every time you go to China, I'm so thirsty, but I need to pronounce this correctly. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh, I have to have a conversation with a Chinese person. Stuff some napkin into his mouth. <laughs> Somebody get me my grits crackers. <laughs> I, I, I can have any cracker, really, but Ritz is what I prefer. Yeah. I do prefer Ritz over every other cracker. I, <laughs> I don't think Ritz is like the driest yeah, cracker. Like a saltine, though. man. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah, saltines, saltines are the craziest. Like, even like soda crackers are mm. not as dry as saltines. Because saltine's got the extra salt to sap yeah. all the moisture out of your mouth. That is true. You guys ever do the saltine challenge? Is that a thing? Uh, where you eat a saltine and try and whistle? I think it's like you have to eat a certain number in a certain amount of time or something like that. Oh, I don't Maybe. know. And then do what? Just be able to eat them all. Oh. Uh, oh wait, wait, let, me, let, me, let me handle this one, Dave. So you have to shove <laughs> as much crackers in your mouth and then you just jerk off if you can <laughs> if you can jizz before you finish eating those crackers you're good to go oh, oh jesus you teach children games anymore <laughs> <laughs> the most starburst i've had in my mouth at one time <laughs> oh yeah was 19 wow 19 starburst yes that's great like all the the, the mash of colors or yeah yeah, <laughs> where, where it's color? just like oh, I have close t- a hard time closing my mouth, <laughs> fucking drooling. Yeah, and that's without chewing them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the like, I bought a five pound bag of Starburst one day <laughs> at Safeway because I was high. Yeah, <laughs> and then I told all my buddies like, "Hey, man, I got a five pound bag of Starburst." We should see how much Starburst we can fit in our mouths. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. <laughs> uh, the guy who declared himself the winner, it's like we, we voided his win because he was chewing yeah, that. Yeah, that's happen. great. How many did he have? Uh, he had uh, 29. Wow. That's amazing. But like I said, he was chewing. <laughs> like I, the rest of us were trying to chew as little as possible. Like we, 
if we chewed at all, it was just to like get it into a shape that fits. Mm. Yeah. Like he was just like, well, I'm not swallowing it. <laughs> it should be fine. Everybody knows that Starburst rule. Yeah. But yeah. Well. Uh, it was uh, absolutely after we did that. It's just like, holy shit. My mouth feels so awful. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most candy you guys have ever eaten in any one sitting? Well, I used to do the peeps challenge. And that was, I think the first time I did it, it was like 30 peeps in an hour. Mm. And then I added five the next year. And then I tried doing 40 a year after that, and I couldn't do it. Holy crap. That sounds disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel sick like to your stomach afterwards? Um... Not too bad. His mouth was dry. Oh. Like with all that sugar on the outside, it like scrapes up your mouth. Oh shit! Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember I tried eating a whole box of sweet tarts from the movie theater. Oh shit! And uh, I had to stop after my tongue started to bleed. Oh, oh no. what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't think you're eating those right. <laughs> sweet you're tarts. Just rolling those around. <laughs> and, like... Those don't mess up your tongue. I don't think so. I don't know when the last time I had a sweet tart was. I don't know when the last time I had a sweet tart was either. Because the movie box is kind of big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, I have this bad habit of, like, buying Walmart gummies. Mm-hmm. They come in, like, pouches of, like, 32 if you get, like, the Walmart brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember getting, like, one Walmart brand, and I was just, like, at home, just just knocking back gummies like it was a thing to do. I was like, well, I got some time. And then afterwards, I was like, wow, oh, this, isn't, this doesn't feel right. Like, it was just a mess of, like, uh, wrappers or whatever. I think it been, like, sinking, like, 10 or something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So I feel like what what uh, you guys, our listeners, have learned from us today is that uh, AJ does a lot of drinking games. <laughs> uh, and uh, Un- Unbeknownst to myself, yeah. I've been doing drinking uh, games. And David does a lot of food challenges. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down with food challenges. So uh, tweet at us with your favorite food challenge with hashtag eat this. <laughs> if it was like 10 years ago... <laughs> I would be like, you know what we should do as a challenge? Uh, Boston's Pizza. Oh, I, I still want to do that one day. What is this Boston Just see challenge? if you can eat a whole Boston's Pizza. Yeah. Just straight up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're like, huge. Wow. Yeah, they are huge. Yeah, they're like, what, 18? 19? Something, 20 inches? Yeah, they're gigantic. Yeah, the closest that I ever got was, uh, you know how they uh, cut it into eight pieces, but they sell by the quarter? Uh, so, what I had left was half of one of those half slices. But at that point, I had put so much pizza in my body <laughs> that I could feel the food in my esophagus. Holy shit. <laughs> and I needed to stand up really straight in order to breathe. So I was just like, yeah, I should probably just stop. <laughs> like, I could probably have fit the rest in my body, but I may not have been able to breathe correctly nah, Jesus, that sounds awesome. Well, that sounds like yeah. yeah. Well, and also for the food challenges, you have to keep it down or it doesn't count. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, um, <laughs> how much do you think you could eat <laughs> in terms of pizza? Yeah. I don't know. You guys seem to like knock down a shit ton of brownies at yeah, the Dave yeah, yeah. once. Yeah, was. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't that, know. That was much. really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was also very strange because like I think I pulled way ahead of like a bunch of people, and then like I was just thinking, like, oh, this would be fun, and I'd just be like, you know three up from the next person it was like i think i did like 19 brownies and then the person yeah. right after me like 10 brownies yeah. and i was like oh shit <laughs> like i'm not trying to like make myself look that bad <laughs> wait uh, did you win yeah i yeah. think so <laughs> but then like it was like it was a win that was mired in shame because i was like that's 
That's a lot of brownies. Because I remember, like, um, like when they announced the winners, they are like, how much did you eat? Seven. How many did you eat? Ten. And I said, 19. And everybody just looked at me like, wait, what? <laughs> what did you say out of your mouth? Did you say you just ate 19 brownies? Oh, it was hard to hear you when you said that because you had a brownie in your mouth. <laughs> that is true. It's just me standing like, all right, Demarche. Oh, geez. But, yeah, that was fun. But I was also kind of like going, like, oh, shit, I did eat a lot of brownies. And then I went home and then just felt totally fine. <laughs> Like, I didn't shit or throw up or anything. I was just like, time to, like, drink a beer and go to bed. Did he go to proof with us afterwards? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> had yeah. some pizza. Yeah, I think that's 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 the nail in the coffin that I'm going to be, like, dead at 49. <laughs> like, just it's just going to be... 19 brownies <laughs> yeah. and then some pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's like, some... and he did this every day for several years. Yeah. Yeah. Some context, that was a, an improv show we did one, one night where it was somebody's birthday, and they didn't like cake, so I made brownies. I and remember. You made we, a lot of brownies. Yeah, I made a lot of brownies. It was like two containers full. Yeah. We had the audience uh, vote on who they thought could eat the most brownies. And AJ won by... A lot. A lot. I, I was not involved in the contest, but I would just eat like nine brownies. <laughs> <laughs> just because I could. No one was stopping yeah, me. And that was more than most of the people that were competing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it came in like fourth, I think. (laughs) think It's funny, like, I think that's like my weird, my weirdly competitiveness came out that night. (laughs) And everybody's all like, I ate nine. And I was like, I'll show you all. I'll eat them all. Give me that thing of brownies. It's just like, oh, we're just, we're just having fun, AJ. Like, no, I need to win. <laughs> That's how I know my dad loves That's me. Right. <laughs> That's very American of you. So competitive. <laughs> how we didn't see that side of you during the drunk improv. <laughs> I know during the drunk improv, I was like, this is fine. <laughs> Uh, so as, as opposed to me who's standing behind a curtain screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately have very few memories of that night. Yeah, <laughs> you got real drunk. <laughs> yeah. Like, did uh, anyone tell you that we had to, like, stop you from trying to skateboard? I've heard that. I don't remember it. Do you remember? Do you remember introducing me to, like, people around just saying, do you remember any of that? No. Okay. There was a point where you, like, started walking me around Uh and started introducing me to people going, like, okay, so, um, just, okay, this is so-and-so. Just tell them a thing that you like about them. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then, like, so it was just, it was that, but I was still kind of cognizant a little bit, sort of. It just feels like an improv warm if I was making you <laughs> Maybe, it might, it might have been one of those. But I remember, like, talking to people, but at the same time, I was kind of, I was kind of aware, but they looked very afraid because <laughs> there's, like, this 6'2 Puerto Rican guy kind of drunk asking them questions, like, hey, so where, where did you guys come from? Is it, hey, hey it's just them going like whoa whoa that's all right just, i don't know what do i do here make a big body just make a big body this guy will probably walk away yeah. so that's probably why we haven't done any drunk improv shows since then <laughs> i i think that uh aaron uh was just worried about the insurance yeah that's so because uh you did you did actually fall off the skateboard oh, yeah. at one point i don't remember that i remember that you was one of the, the games that i pitched was uh there's there's that game sit stand bend mm-hmm well, it was going to be sit, stand, stand on a skateboard. <laughs> he vetoed that. Yeah, he vetoed that because he's like, that would be unsafe. But because you got so drunk, you were just like, look, guys, it would be totally fine if I did that. And then you like tried to like move, and then you fell off. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... I caught you before your head bounced on the ground. <laughs> oh, well, thank God. you, Chad. I owe you one. Oh, uh, I mean, the rest of you hit the ground. <laughs> but I, I made sure that your head didn't yeah. bounce. Uh, 
Like if you if you if only your head had hit the ground, you would have been transported to a a, a 2007 <laughs> UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wait, so going back to that scene in the bar where Desmond is sitting and talking with a buddy of his, like um, Donovan, Donovan, his best friend, who is also a physicist, like um. Donovan. I want to see a show about that guy. Yeah. I know, right? Donovan, best friend, also <laughs> physicist. It's just him turning yeah. his self around like, and facing the camera and giving it a thumbs up or whatever. <laughs> like, let me just turn into camera real quick. My name is... What was his name? Donovan and Desmond? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those are like the two best friends of the world. No, but um, what I was trying to mention that was uh, Desmond is, is coming to him with this bizarre story of time travel and you know and and fucking up with with penny's father you know and all this stuff but the the donovan character is just coming at it like you're just stressed because you're getting married like that (laughs) like his whole thing was all like like that's very strange to me because like you know if, if i had a good friend that was you know, that was getting married, and they started spotting off on time travel. I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't automatically be like, oh, he's panicking because of the wedding nuptials and blah, blah, blah. No. Like, that, that's a very strange, I don't know, that's a very strange stance to take, but that's that's what we get out of Don. Yeah, I mean, what would you do, though, if your friend was telling you they're time traveling? <laughs> I'd, I'd sit them down, ask them if they had any bath salts recently. Yeah. I would... Try and get some predictions out of them. Oh, fuck. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if they were right about anything, that would be crazy. That yeah. would be crazy. If they started, like, saying stuff and it ended up turning out correctly, I'd be like, what are you doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to Vegas with me? I've always wanted to sleep with a time traveler. <laughs> this weekend, let's mm-hmm. have dinner. In Vegas. <laughs> time traveler's wife. Like, uh... <laughs> Have you ever seen Indecent Proposal? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we're going to do with all the money that we win in Vegas. Okay. We're going to sleep on it. Have you guys ever had any kind of, like, seriously, have you ever had, like, any deja vu or premonition that came to pass? Or if you know anybody that's had something like that happen? Oh, I used to catch deja vu constantly. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really happen anymore because I don't dream as much. Mm. So just you just used to have random dreams of stuff that would happen and it would happen? Well, I didn't know it was going to happen until it happened, and I'm just like, oh. Like what? That's right. Uh, it, it would be, like, a, unimportant stuff. Like, it would just be like, oh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, we are. Like, I dreamt that I was going to have a tuna sandwich for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what my mom made this morning. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Like, it, it, it's totally random stuff, not important, and nothing that would help get me money. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had that? Like, you ever had, like, a premonition or something? No, I mean, I've had deja vu, but it's it feels more like something happens, and then I have a very clear memory of seeing that happen before. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think it's just, like, a weird short circuit in your brain where it puts the memory in the wrong spot. I've never... I don't think I've had that. Like, it, like, puts it in... takes it out of your short-term memory and sticks it in your long-term memory oh. for some reason. So then when you're remembering it, right then, it's it feels like it's coming from two weeks ago or whatever. I was at work. Work could be uh, alternate dimensions. Should be. Oh, shit. That's why I always carry a, a copy of a Bernstein Bears book with me. <laughs> <laughs> and like a copy of like Kazam. With, uh... <laughs> yeah. bad. That's great. I never, I've never had that. I was at work maybe about a couple of months ago. And I was working in this uh, apartment. I don't know if I told you guys this story. I was working in this apartment and like... Um, it was just a, it was a small little old Hawaiian lady sitting in a corner, 
and this house was kind of empty and she was just chain smoking and she was just sitting there having a smoke and then um i was i was doing my work in the home and she was like she was like you know um i'm a fortune teller <laughs> and i said oh cool and then she goes she was like um she was like I could tell you about yourself. And then I said, oh, no, no, thank you. Did she say you were a great man? A leader? (laughs) That would have been fantastic. And then she tattooed me right here. It says the number five. No, no. But like um, she said, she goes, oh, okay. Um, She said, oh, someone in your family is really sick. And then I was like, ah, cool. All right, bye. And I like, I was like, I really, I don't know. I really have a, I really have an aversion to, the idea of fortune telling. I was like, I don't want to know. Like, I, I, I just, I just want to experience the yeah. thing. You know. Wait, did you leave because you thought she was about to tell you something real, or because it was like, well, I was bullshit done, and you wanted to be well done with it, or were you just done with what you needed to do? Yeah, and you're like, okay, bye. Well, I was done, but also too, like, I didn't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was in the camp that this is total bullshit. But even if it was like legit, and she could tell me stuff i i was like i'm kind of good on that like i kind of i'd rather not know i don't know yeah. i don't know if that makes any kind of sense but like um yeah i don't want to go like rushing headlong chasing into a thing that i was told you know what i mean like i don't i don't want somebody else to determine my fate or give me the idea that yeah. i don't know it's, it's one of those like things a... like maybe it's like i'm a control freak so yeah. like i want to be in control and then her having the information like, like that'll put me out of control yeah. or send me into somebody else's, you know, uh, thing. So if you were if you were Charlie and lost, you wouldn't want to know when you were going to die. I would just be like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I got to go and dump you in this water and save my, 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 uh, my island wife. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But what would you guys do in that position? Somebody says, I can tell you your future, and they give you, like, maybe one thing or something. Uh, is the one thing true? Yeah. I, w- I, would, I would listen. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I want to know the future. Awesome. Like, That's... if it ends up being bad, then I'm going to be upset that I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's something that's good, I'm going to be like, yeah, I got to make this good thing happen. What if it was like something really cryptic, but she couldn't really explain, but it, it could, you don't know what it was, but she could kind of just... Oh, if it's one of those fucking cryptic, weird, like, uh, the ones where you have to fucking decipher what the signs mean, right. and all that shit, I would... That would be like, oh, God. I <laughs> <laughs> Can't that. you just give me some lucky numbers? Yeah. Give me the straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I should have got that out of that lady. Also, I would have numbers. asked her if she wanted to go to Vegas. <laughs> if she told me a bunch you just of want, true You shit. just want to go to Vegas and not be alone. <laughs> I'm okay with going to Vegas alone. I want to go with someone who's going to make me some money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. I want to be rich, y'all. <laughs> but like, without having to work. <laughs> Like, am I taking information from a lady sitting in a chair, smoking a cigarette in an apartment somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, not, not well, that I mean, I she's not dead. Well, yeah, she's yeah. not dead. That is true. That is true. <laughs> what would you do, Dave? Um, yeah, I'm kind of with, like with Chad, where it's like, if I'm, if I got time, and I don't think this is a, a scam. Yeah, then yeah, I'll listen to it. Interesting. Yeah, like yeah. I've I've gone to like fortune tellers and palm readers and stuff before because it's just like, oh, maybe I'll find out something cool. Did you hear anything interesting? Yeah. Uh not usually. They're just all like you really like tuna sandwiches it, and sometimes you like vague robot. shit. Oh. Yeah, see, if I got in the vague shit from someone saying that they're a psychic, then I would say, oh, okay, then this is just like a. It's like reading, reading your horoscope yeah. uh, in the newspaper. Yeah. It's like that could that could be for anyone. Yeah, see, and that's another thing too. Like I, I kind of took it as cold reading. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I'm good on it. I'll 
But I, I don't know, for some reason, just in that one moment, I was just like, I don't know if I want to hear what this lady has to say. <laughs> I am very interested in, like, uh, like analysis kind of stuff, though. Like, like handwriting analysis. Oh, and see, like, that's, that's what awesome. What that kind of stuff tells you about a person. Like, that kind of stuff to me is like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. That's amazing that people, like, we have come, like, we have come as far as we have as a, as a species where we can determine stuff by people's handwriting. Like, uh, yeah. Like I feel like stuff. that's a dead uh, science now that nobody writes anything by hand anymore. That's mm-hmm. true. And they're not writing it in cursive either. Yeah. Like, even people that are still writing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing about uh, handwriting analysis. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not in cursive, they can't tell as much. Right. That makes sense. I had one job interview in my entire life, and it was, like, for a life insurance company. And um, they make you fill out a, a application, but they also make you submit a writing sample. And the writing mm-hmm. sample is just, you can either sign your name, like, ten times, or you could write a story and however you <laughs> want to write it. And the story has to, like they say, write a story about fishing. And then you have to just write a story about one time you went fishing. And then they take that sample and they send it off somewhere. And then they they give you an analysis based on that writing, wow. which I thought was fucking dope. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this person is a little lazy, but he works when he needs to. And I was like, that is me. I am that guy. <laughs> so you guys should totally hire me based on that writing sample <laughs> and, the, and that person that kind of deciphered that. You also made the right choice because if you had just signed your name ten times, then they would totally have stolen your identity. <laughs> like I just go like, well, here is that writing sample. Am I gonna get the job? And I come back in a couple of days, and I come back, and that like office is empty, like uh, like the game with Michael yeah. Douglas or whatever the fuck. You knock on the door, and then just the building falls over. <laughs> it's just like it's just me and this one potted cactus. <laughs> they didn't take the cactus. Yeah, those are hard to handle. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's time to start wrapping up. <laughs> oh, shit. Did we even talk about Lost this episode? No, Jesus no, Christ. It's, it's I'm because sure it that we got at least story. 20 minutes out. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an entertaining episode. It was. Where there was no B story. Right. So yeah. it's like we just didn't have as much to talk about. Yeah, it's just like one linear story. and mm-hmm. One linear time travel story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. It was all. It was all right there for mm-hmm. us. Like we didn't have to do any like deep reaching unless we really yeah. wanted to. But and we didn't really learn anything. We didn't already kind of know that. Yeah, Widmore doesn't like Desmond. And yeah. Oh, he broke up with Penny for some reason. I know we're wrapping up, but then we see that scene happen in season six um, in the Flash Sideways. Oh where yeah. Desmond is still clamoring for the approval of, of, of yeah. Widmore, and he actually shares the the uh, what is the, the McCutcheon the whiskey? Yeah, the McCutcheon with him. Um, but in this in this in this reality, like he's just like, nah, I'm not giving you this. Yeah, that was some ice cold shit. Yeah, that was like he's dope. just like, I'm, like he pours himself one glass. He's like, you're not worthy of this whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Why would you think you would be worthy of my daughter? <laughs> oh shit! It's just like, damn. That is the coldest smack you could say to like a person coming. Like it wasn't so much like no, but it was just it was like a it was like. It was, it was an extended disc. Right. I know. That was craziness. <laughs> yeah, that that's like a uh, fucking Jules reading that Bible passage. <laughs> Some cold ass shit to say to a motherfucker. I know. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Easter egg corner. Yeah, Easter egg corner. A lot in this episode. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, yeah. We catch him. We just talked about when they're drunk and Charlie calls Desmond a coward. He tackles him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Desmond has an alarm clock that says 108 on it, and then the beeping microwave is the sound we'll hear again. 
A lot of locations in this episode. 1152 Bishop Street, 1132. Nice. The Mega Hawaii Building. O'Toole's is that bar that they're in. Uh, the Underground Satellite City Hall they use as a stand-in for the London Underground um, stairs to the to the subway. Uh, the guy's got a parcel for 815. And in uh, Widmore's office, he's got that painting of a polar bear and his yeah. namaste on the top. Yeah, I saw that. Like, how... I don't know. Did, did it strike you guys as tacky? All those fucking paintings hanging up in one more. It didn't seem like fancy ass painting. Yeah, you have a painting weird. of a polar bear. Like, come on, it could be like ships or like a big painting of him yeah. with a hunting dog or something. Yeah, or some like weird Victorian era, like uh, era, 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 whatever kind of thing. <laughs> well, the polar bear is the only uh, the only thing on that painting that's like concrete everything else is sort of like weird shapes yeah. yeah jagged lines and stuff so it's like it's kind of abstractish like yeah yeah okay yeah it isn't it, i just don't think it fits with the character charles <laughs> Whitmore. yeah no, he's no. got he's got that mccutcheon that costs like forever right yeah. or mm-hmm. costs like a lot of money like what the hell is that polar bear painting cost because it looks it looks so like it looks so yeah. very um what is that thing they used to have oh, like on, on the internet back in the day? Uh, something GeoCities or whatever. It looked like <laughs> GeoCity pictures. The, uh... Oh, also, one last thing. Oh. Sorry, I just thought of it. Um, the uh, the Bishop Museum oh, is yeah. where Desmond and Penny break up. And in, in the Flash Sideways, I think that's where they meet each other. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Wait, no, I thought uh, he meets her... Uh, yeah, she's uh, running the steps of Aloha Stadium. That's in that's in real the real real world in the show. The Flash oh, okay. Sideways is when he's working for Widmore and he meets her at the uh, Bishop Museum where they're setting up for the concert. Uh, the, you know the guy. Oh, okay. What's his name? Um, Faraday. Yeah, Faraday, and he's playing the piano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the in the Sideways, do they know that they're putting? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I don't think they mentioned. Anything else on Easter? Yeah, that's it. Perfect. All right, what's next episode? Next episode that we're going to be getting into is actually going to be entitled Not in Portland. Oh. Not in Portland. Portland is where... Like, it was, like, outside of Portland where Ben was born, I think. So this is going to be a Ben episode. Mm. Uh... We're going to find out what Ben was up to right before he blackmailed Jack into having surgery. So we're going to see Ben letting Jack out of the cage, I guess, Mm -hmm. and allowing um, Kate and Sawyer to go free. Uh Ah, okay. All right. Well, we'll have to look forward to next week's episode. Not in Portland. So the flashback is going to be... Probably not in Portland. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be anywhere but Portland. Yeah. Also, I just said, but Portland. (laughs) But Portland. (laughs) Good. Um, Well, I guess this uh, brings us to our next segment, uh, what we've been getting lost in. Oh, yeah. Um, I have been getting kind of lost in, um, I don't know. I've been getting kind of lost in uh, waking up earlier. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's kind of, I usually wake up at like, at six i've just been kind of like doing an earlier thing just to kind of like give myself more time to like prep up 
That's such, that's a very, that's a weird, <laughs> weird one. But I don't know, it's been helping, so I've been kind of happy with it. It's been making me more productive. Yeah. How much earlier do you get up now? Uh, just half an hour earlier. Oh. But then, like, it's enough time for me to, like, kind of, I don't know, uh, think about my day before, mm. like, the day gets started. Before, I used to just, like, go on, like, I used to just start my day by, like, running and brushing my teeth and stuff yeah. like that. I'm trying to be a little bit more mindful about it so I can be a little bit more aware so I can... Just, I don't know, I like having that presence of mind yeah. throughout the day. It's mm-hmm. good to start the day off that way. Otherwise, I'm just waking up and, like, my, before, like, I just wake up and my consciousness just snaps into, like, time to do this and do that and do this and do Hurry the up, other. hurry up, hurry yeah, up. Like, it's time to go. But I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just, let's just take our time here and, like, maybe sip some tea. <laughs> Think about life. Yeah. Now you can watch the first 45 minutes of a movie and never watch the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so my my old method of getting ready to movies I've never seen is it's increased. I know so much more about plots now. <laughs> How about you, Chad? What have you been getting lost in? Uh, recently, one of the things that I've been uh, getting back into is uh, trying to read. Oh. Uh, I remembered recently that you can use your library card mm. to uh, rent ebooks from the <laughs> library. So you don't. Did, did I talk about this before? I don't not here, but I know we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can uh, you can rent ebooks from the library, and uh, so that means that you can use your library card. Yeah. Do you have to, to physically go to the library? No, no. I I did it while I was lying <laughs> in bed, and it was just like, oh man, this is great. I don't even have to go to the library to get books. That's awesome. And it doesn't cost you anything because it's the library. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it costs you your taxes, I guess. Right. (laughs) So you're already paying for it. Yeah. You're already paying for it. You're losing money if you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So get your e-book on. They have audio books, too. Oh, nice. Don't pay for a fucking uh, uh, audible Audible. Yeah, unless they become a sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) If they do become a sponsor, (laughs) Audible, uh, they, they read books to you. Yeah. That's great. You know what I hate when it comes to uh, books on or, uh, Audible books, just in general, just when they don't have the original author reading. I, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I just so weird when they have some random person just reading somebody else's words. Yeah. Like, I guess depends. they're trying to be professional. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It, it 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 depends on who it is. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like, like if it's sometimes like the author will really suit a book. Mm-hmm. Or uh, sometimes the author doesn't have a great voice. Right. Uh, and the person that they hire mouth. yeah that's true. <laughs> is gonna be better at it? it that's the thing that bothers me like <laughs> all these dry mouth and non-professionals yeah you want professionals yeah. doing but, but professional wait a smile. voice yeah. acting especially if it's like a fiction thing where there's a lot of characters and stuff mm-hmm. uh do they have oh wow shit i i'm, I'm out of the loop like i, I, I gotta like, like in terms of like multiple <laughs> characters for a book i just hear one author going like and then she said and then he said and then another character came out of the woodwork and he said <laughs> And there are audiobooks where they have, like, a, a full cast yeah. of different people doing all the different oh, dialogue. Oh, I see. I don't... I've never listened to any of those, but I, I hear that they're pretty amazing. Yeah. So, like, uh, like for all, like, the big, big number, like, the big ticket books, like, all those ones are read by, like, celebrities, too, right? You got, like, people reading, like, Harry Potter and mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and stuff. The yeah. only audiobook that I ever... Uh, that I ever got was uh, Go the Fuck to Sleep. <laughs> yeah. As read by Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. That's great. And it's only like four minutes long, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember there was it, like it's a... It's worth listening to. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I remember there was a book with... Uh, I think... No, never mind. It was, uh, it was the same book. Uh, Go the Fuck to Sleep. But um, I think LeVar Burton had tweeted out that he'll read that book 
um, oh, and yeah. he had built up a certain amount of like um, uh, donations, donations to Reading Rainbow, something like that. Yeah, and then like they 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 hit the quota, and then he just ended up reading that book, Go to Fuck to Sleep. <laughs> I've also heard it being written by, I'm uh, being read by, um, was that chick from Alias, Jennifer Garner? Yeah, oh. I've heard her read it too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyways. What about you, Dave? Oh, yeah. What's been getting lost in? Been getting lost in the Doughboys podcast. Oh. I've been listening to a lot Shit, of Shit, I want to listen to that. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's uh, a couple of comedians talking about chain restaurants, and their their uh, relationship with each other is very funny. So, <laughs> if nothing else, listen to that. All right, so yeah. uh, that looks like it's uh, brought us to the end of the episode. Uh, if you guys uh, liked what you heard... Then you can find more of our stuff on uh, what's up with that bro.com. Yeah. Or you could look us up on Instagram or Twitter at uh, what bro pod and our Facebook page, what's up with that bro podcast. Yeah. I think yeah. it's facebook.com slash what bro pod if you okay. still type URLs. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and come find us on all search. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys will find us. Yeah. If you guys want to, you guys will find us. Or, yeah, just tell people. What's yeah. up with that bro podcast at gmail.com? Yes. Perfect. And if you don't want to remember any of that, just tweet at me personally, DKJ Comedy. And I will just me. send you the links. Yeah. I'm over at ADMS003. Chad okay. underscore Wago. Yeah. Yeah. So, perfect. So that is all. Yeah. That's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.